This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we begin another week of broadcasting, although this week is just a continuation of last week. And when we look back at last week, Junie, we see that we spoke about Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. These are two of the appointed feasts of the Lord, appointed times of the Lord. They're called the Feasts of the Lord also. On the Hebrew calendar, Passover appears uh, occurs on the 14th day of Nisan, and the seven-day Feast of Unleavened Bread begins on the 15th day of Nisan. And the two significant factors of Passover are the unblemished lamb that was slain and the blood that was shed by that lamb. The lamb, Junie, and I hope we all understand this, was a prophetic foreshadow of the unblemished lamb that was slain on the cross at Calvary, whose blood was shed so all of our sins would be remitted. The blood shed by the lambs on the last night uh, that our people were in um, Egypt was put on the doorposts and the lintel of the houses of the people of Israel. And that was a sign to God to pass over that house so that no plague would destroy the firstborn in the home. And again, God, of course, struck the land of Egypt. He destroyed the firstborn in every house that did not have the blood on it. Jesus is referred to in the first letter to the Corinthians as our Passover who was sacrificed. That was in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. So we see the link that um, Passover, Jesus was called our Passover that was sacrificed. Today we're going to be reading about first fruits, which is the third appointed time of the Lord. And we need to remember that there were witnesses before Jesus went to the cross. John the Baptist, they were cousins. Jesus and John knew each other. Yet when John was baptizing and saw Jesus coming, he spoke and said, Behold, the Lamb of God yes, Lord. that taketh away the sins of the world. Really? And Jesus himself spoke to our people 
and told them over and over, Shelley, I've not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Yes, Lord, thank you, And Jesus knew from the time he was born, Shelley, that he was to be our offering. And it is a curse for a Jew to die on a tree. And that's written in the law. That's how he fulfilled becoming a curse for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So this season is more than just learning about Passover or unleavened bread or first fruits. It's about calling our listeners and you and I, Shelley, our family and friends to rededicate our lives and come to know in a personal way the Lamb of God on a moment-to-moment, day-by-day, personal relationship. Yes, Lord. And you know, Shelley, with the coronavirus taking lives of people all around this earth, it's almost like a plague and a curse that the Lord wants to take and deliver every individual from and give us eternal life Thank you, in Lord. him. Yes, Lord. And when we know him, Shelley, and we're born of his life, he gives us life in every situation and circumstance. Thank you, Lord. So I just wanted to say that before you go to the scripture in Corinthians, which is very powerful. We're going to do that. But again, I want to speak primarily now just for a moment to the believers that have come from a Gentile background that we must see that the basis of so much in the New Testament comes from the Hebrew scriptures. For example, we read in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. That's the New Testament. What did I say? Hebrew scriptures. Oh, well, well they but are there's, Hebrew a, there's, scriptures. A, there's a reference, though, back to the Hebrew scriptures. Okay. In 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19, that we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So it refers to Jesus on the cross, but we saw a picture of that on the Passover night in Egypt. Again, there's a foundation laid in the Hebrew scriptures that was fulfilled in the new. Today and throughout this week, we'll be talking about the third appointed time of the Lord, which is called the Feast of First Fruits. Keep in mind the close proximity of first fruits to Passover. Remember, Passover was on the 14th day of Nisan. The Feast of Unleavened Bread started on the 15th day of Nisan. And the Feast of First Fruits was on the 16th day of Nisan. These things happened together. We see First Fruits in Leviticus 23. I want to read it because we'll get the basis of First Fruits and see the, the connection to the uh, resurrection of the Lord. First fruits, if you have your Bibles with me, we're looking in Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verse 9. Leviticus 23, beginning at verse 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 
Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, when you enter the land which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf, S-H-E-A-F, of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb one year old without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Stay with me, all right? I'm going to verse 13 now. It's grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma with its libation, a fourth of a hin of wine. Until the same day, until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall eat neither bread nor roasted grain nor new growth. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. The emphasis here is on first fruits. When Israel enters the lamb, they shall wave a sheaf of first fruits, which is the first fruit of the harvest before the Lord, for it to be accepted. If the first fruit of the harvest is dedicated to the Lord and accepted, it speaks of the acceptance of the future harvest that will follow. Remember, according to the appointed times of the Lord, the crucifixion was a Passover, and three days later Jesus was raised up. Jesus in the New Testament is called the first fruits. He arose from the dead. And what day was that, Juni? That was resurrection day. So we see this is this. We've, we've just experienced three feasts of the Lord, the appointed times of the Lord. And it's all a picture of a liberation, the death, burial of, and Jesus, our Messiah. And something that's very important, Shelley, is that Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem fulfilled Zechariah's prophecy of your king comes to you riding on the foal of an ass. But Jesus's entry, the people waved uh, branches, almost accepting the king, the offering. They laid down their garments and cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means? Praise the Lord. Praise and, the and Lord. To, right. and, and then he said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so the people were accepting Jesus and he too is our offering and our first fruits. And it was at that time, Shelley, that the chief priests were going to select the lambs to be offered for sin in the temple. Really? And the blood that flowed from all those lambs out of the temple flowed when Jesus was pierced and out of his side came blood and water. Really? That fell from the broken hearts 
of Israel. So it's just a remarkable, I hope the picture can come clear to you. It's remarkable that all this was foreshadowed in the Hebrew scriptures. Then again, the reference back to first fruits. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 15. I want to point out one verse in that chapter now. The word in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 says, but now Christ has been raised from the dead. And how is he referred to? As the first fruits of those who are asleep. So he was the first person to be resurrected and not die again. There were many resurrections. You might call them resuscitations in the Old Testament. But Jesus is the first person who has experienced death and came back to life and will not die. So he was the first fruits. So what's the harvest? It's you and me and all believers, Junie, that are going to be raised because Jesus defeated sin and death when he was resurrected. It's glorious. And we need to see, Shelley, that he came as the son of man, as the offering, but he was born. Behold who? What was he born on the night? What did did the... um, Wise men say, where is he who is born king of the Jews? So he was born king of the Jews, but he was also the son of God. And if we can see his deity and understand, we become as he is. Well, please join us for the rest of the week because the story of resurrection is a story of glory. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.